Good afternoon, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Vacation Rental and Airbnb Mastery. On today's episode, we have Alex Breen, founder of bnbbuyer.com, and he's going to share with us what his platform does for investors of Airbnb properties. So Alex, welcome to the show. Can you tell us about bnbbuyer.com? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Um, happy to kind of give you a little bit of a background on BNB Buyer, what it is. Um, basically, BNB Buyer is a platform that helps people buy short-term rental properties, Airbnbs, VRBOs, you know, their own short-term rentals, whatever the case is. If you're looking to buy a short-term rental, uh, BNB Buyer will help you do so. And the specific thing that we do to help you buy a short-term rental property is we focus entirely on properties that have an established rental history. So all of the properties that are on our platform have a rental history typically of over one year. Um, and so that allows you to buy a property that you know is more than just turnkey vacation rental, but actually has revenue on the books in the future. Um, so that's kind of where we focus on. There's a couple of advantages to that that we can get into um, down the line. There's a couple of you know um, maybe pitfalls or cons or things you got to look out for. Um, but yeah, happy to talk you through that in the in the uh, in the pod. Yeah, I, I love I love the concept for that because most people I know in my life they do it from scratch. So they like buy a new construction and then they yep. they hire someone to do a furniture package yep. and they do it just the way they want. But then their business for whatever reason doesn't do so hot. Maybe it's like lack of experience running that kind of business, right? But um, I can see why buying an existing Airbnb is is easier. Because it already has like you know a recurring guest list, the people who came last year, maybe they'll come again. It's already furnished. Yeah. Um. So, what are like the biggest things you've seen like from the people buying um properties on bnbbuyer.com? Like, why? What gets them to take the plunge and buy an existing rental? What's that factor that pushes a needle to for them to do that versus doing something completely from scratch? Sure. I mean, you you totally hit on it, right? Is that there's a lot of uncertainty when you're doing it from scratch, right? Um, and so, you know, you can use, there's a lot of great tools out there like AirDNA and a few others that can kind of make an estimate to understand like, oh, this is what we think this house might do based on its average, average daily rate and its average occupancy and those numbers. You know, you can kind of do the math to back into a, a reasonable projection or estimate, um, but it's, it's still an estimate, right? So um, you can get a whole lot more confidence when you you buy a property and you say, well, this is how much money it did in 2021 or in the trailing 12 months, right? Uh, kind of gives you a really strong idea and a lot more confidence in that number. Um, I actually got started kind of the background on me and kind of why I started this um, is that my family actually um, bought their first uh, short-term rental, you know, basically using this method, right? Of trying to find an existing short-term rental and then buying it. They lucked their way into it and the fact that they were already looking for a property, they went to an open house and then you know, come to find out it's being used on VRBO and uh, it has this great rental history. And that gave them the confidence to be able to make that purchase, right? To say like, you know, they had been kind of throwing it back and forth and like, oh, maybe we'll buy this lake house. Maybe we won't. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if we buy it, maybe we can put it on Airbnb or something and make a little bit of money. Uh, maybe it'll pay for itself, but you know, they were a lot more confident when they, you know, got the documents and they saw like, well, actually it's been earning how much for the last like three to five years, you know? And it's like, well, that would pay for like way more than the mortgage. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like, it can really give you a lot more confidence, um, to be able to say like, 
this exact property in this condition um, has made this much in the last couple of years because the projections can only get you so far. They're you know the general average, but you know an individual property can either dramatically outperform those projections or even you know potentially under underperform. Right? If it's the average, that means like half the properties are better yeah. and half the properties are worse. Right? Right. And it's it's good going into something having like that history of bookings there because it, it gives you confidence and you're that you're not buying something that's gonna sit empty yeah. for six months. And if it if it has the furniture you like, even better. Um, what are the biggest markets that you're in right now? Like where are most of your listings? Yeah. So we search all over the country, right? So we search um, I think I have like the top 100, 120 markets or so. And, um, you know, I started at around 100 and then um, got a couple of requests from my, my investors that are subscribed to the newsletter. Um, so we scan over all of, all of them, right? And we pretty much all the markets that you could want. And we just look for different properties that are for sale. We reach out to the realtors. We do all that information to basically um, gather all of that data on behalf of our readers, um, aggregate it all up, and then say, like, here are the best properties that we found that have an established rental history that are for sale. We do also get some level of inbound in terms of like, you know, people hear about BNB buyer and they say, oh, this is great. Like, I'm trying to sell my, um, my short term rental. Uh, can you include that on the platform? Right. And we say, yeah, of course. So we, you know, we take that as well. So we scan the top 100. We see, you know, a couple of random listings from places that I didn't even really know existed as well that like do surprisingly well. Um, but to answer your question, kind of the, the main places are that are most popular are actually probably the places that have the most short term rentals in general. So we see a lot of Gatlinburg, Panama City Beach, uh, Myrtle Beach, uh, Santa Rosa Beach, Destin, like pretty big markets that have a ton of short-term rentals are the ones that have a lot of short-term rentals that are for sale. Um, but we also are in, you know, a ton of other markets. Um, for example, one that surprised me, um, you know, does very well is um, Hot Springs, Arizona. Uh, that is a market where it's actually, you know, you know, I, I've never vacationed there or even really thought of going out to Hot Springs. You know, I live in North Carolina myself. Um, so it's, it's a little far, but it makes sense. It's close to a lot of pe people. It's within driving distance of several, you know, pretty large cities. And then what's great about it from an investment perspective is that it has a pretty strong, um, you know, the houses generate a good bit of revenue. It has a good um, average daily rate and occupancy, but the home prices are still considerably lower when you compare it to something like Gatlinburg mm -hmm. or um, Myrtle Beach or Panama City Beach. Um, so what you end up getting is a much stronger return on investment, right? In terms of um, purchase price to gross annual income. Got it. That's super helpful. So Alex, I'm interested. Say I like hot springs. I go on bnbbuyer.com. I enter my email. Yep. I, I get the newsletter. I'm going to, in my inbox, get all sorts of listings. Um, they might be in Gatlinburg. They might be in other markets. But I'll get to see right. like the income generated in the yep. trailing 12 months, I'll get to see the listing price. I'll get to see pictures, right? Um, yep. And that in itself is so valuable because most people right now, they're looking on Trulia and Zillow and there's not so yep. much information there for existing. Like if you have an existing short-term rental business and they put it on Zillow, they might put in the description, it's an Airbnb, but they don't include too much stuff in there. So your right. concept is super helpful because if I'm shopping for an existing short-term rental, you have the metrics and the KPIs that are important for people to, to analyze. So it's super cool. How many listings like do you usually send out in the newsletter? Yeah, absolutely. So the yeah, to get into like the way we actually send the listings out is we send out, we have a newsletter that we send out just kind of 
our top listings that we've you know hand curated i personally pick those. I send that out twice a week. It normally has four to six listings in it. Um, and that has been kind of our main offering for pretty much since I started started the business, which was about a year and a half ago. It's kind of just this bi-weekly newsletter. It literally started with just like you're saying, me going on Zillow and manually sifting through you know hundreds of listings to try and figure out which ones were short-term rentals, which one had rental histories and doing all that. Um, but what we've actually transitioned to is I'm just about to launch a new website and some of my newsletter subscribers have actually already seen it. Maybe by the time that this comes out, you know, you know, your listeners will be able to access it as well. Um, but we have a new website that allows you to, um, put in your preferences, right? So when you sign up for the general newsletter, you're just going to get our top listings from across the country. Right. Um, and that's something that I hand pull, hand select, you know, four to six per newsletter, like I'm saying. Um, but if you sign up for our website, there's a couple of things you get. One, you get to see all the listings on the website. You can sort, you can filter, you can say, um, you know, I only want to see properties that are under $500,000 in, you know, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, right? Like, and I can pick all those places and it'll show you only those listings. And then you can also set up alerts and notifications as well, so that whenever a new property comes on, um, BNB buyer that meets those preferences, you get an email notification right then. So you don't have to, you know, constantly keep checking back on the site. Um, so that's kind of a, a pretty brand new thing that we're just rolling out now. Um, so in addition to getting, you know, the general newsletter, which is great to kind of keep your eye out on like different markets that you maybe didn't know existed, um, you can also kind of stay on top of the markets you already know you're interested by uh, creating an account on the website and using using the website to find the different properties. I love that. And I listened to uh, your other episode on Behind the Stays, another great show. Um, and you mentioned like sometimes you even know about some of these deals before anyone else, right? So you get like, yeah, some of yeah. these are exclusive to B&B buyer and right. you put it in front of people first. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say that you know, prob- a majority, maybe... Uh, 60 to 75% of our listings are, you know, traditional realtor listings. We communicate with the realtor to get the, uh, you know, the data and the information that an STR investor is going to be interested in. But um, we also have been getting an increasing amount of, you know, direct listings, right? So these are either, you know, for sale by owner or pocket listings or something else that's not going on the traditional MLS. And for whatever reason, the person is interested in just kind of trying to sell it direct, right? So mm-hmm. either they're trying to save on a real estate agent commission, or they are, um, you know, a lot of times they're, you know, running a short-term rental business, right? So they, it's kind of cumbersome to come in and get all the photos for, uh, you know, traditional MLS listing, um, to do all the showings for, you know, in between your guests and stuff like that can be kind of challenging if you're running a, you know, vacation rental business out of the home. So a lot of times they'll say, well, you know what, I'm interested in selling. Let me just put this out to people who are already serious and um, see if anyone's interested and kind of filter out all the extra work that goes on goes along with um you know doing a traditional MLS listing right so yeah we do definitely get some listings that are not on the MLS um, and that are really only for you know our audience and then anyone else that person may have shared the listing with I love it Alex so to our listeners like if you're thinking of selling your Airbnb uh, just because like you, you think that you're getting a good price right now or you're just you know done with it you want to move on to something else I love sites like bnbbuyer.com because they, they're niche focused. And when you just trust any realtor, they're just going to put it up on like Zillow or Redfin, whatever. And yep. 
it's not as focused, but, but what Alex has here is focused on this niche and he's delivering like value to people who want to invest in this niche. So I, I definitely do recommend checking out bnbbuyer.com because if, if you're thinking about doing a sale, this is probably one of the best ways to do it. Um, out of curiosity too, Alex, like, can you, can you let me know of any other business podcasts that you're listening to right now? I know it's a little off topic, but I'm just curious because I want to yeah, listen to sure a couple yeah, of new I mean, ones on my own. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a, I'm a total business geek and entrepreneur and uh, you know, like to hear what other people are doing. Um, you mentioned behind the stage. That's another one kind of in the Airbnb space. I also like... Um, it's called My First Million. It's a little bit of a cringy name, but it's actually you know pretty cool podcast uh, by Sam Parr and Sean Purry, who you know they just riff on different business ideas and talk about cool stuff. Um, it's a pretty casual podcast, but you know, love listening to that and have drawn a lot of inspiration from that. Um, and then the other one from, uh, from the host of um, Behind the Stays, Zach, he actually just created a new podcast called Zero to uh, Point One to talk about you know, very, very early stage um, startup founders who are just getting started, you know, what they're thinking through. I actually was on that podcast as well. Um, so yeah, it's a really cool um, concept and I, I like listening to that. I like the well. name. The name's pretty yeah. cool. I'm yeah, because gonna... yeah, yeah, it's about like the zero to one framework. You know, it's like how do you get zero to one? He's like, well, how do we even get to point one, right? And so he uh, is really just looking at people who are just getting started. That's awesome. And and out of curiosity, where are you traveling to right now? If you're traveling, like... yeah, I actually just got back um, from a flight the other day to uh, to Denver. Um, that was for a work trip. Um, but I, I kind of go all over, you know, I, I generally like to stay, um, you know, relatively close to home. It's just easier with, you know, just driving to places. Um, like I said, I'm in North Carolina, so I really love going out to Asheville and Boone area, you know, to get out to the mountains. And then, you know, the beauty of North Carolina is you also have the beaches. So I head out to, you know, Wilmington, Wrightsville beach and, uh, you know, the different, uh, outer banks as well, um, are, is pretty great. Yeah. North Carolina has everything. They have everything yep. under the sun. Yep. And um, I, I'm going to pick your brain um, sure. because I, uh, I always like to ask this question, but the, the vacation rental industry is going through so many changes right now um, with the macro economy as a whole. So your outlook, like where do you see this industry heading this year and leaning into next year? Where do you see it going? In, yeah. In big picture. Yeah. Yeah. Big picture. You know, I'm not an economist or anything like that. You know, I'm just getting started uh, in, in the business world. But from what I've seen, you know, there's been a little bit of suppression in the home prices, right? Um, there's There hasn't been like a major dip yet. I don't know if we'll see one or not, um, but we're getting to a point where it's much more attractive to be able to, you know, get an offering on a place and uh, be able to, you know, not be in a super competitive uh, situation, right? So I'm, you know, pretty bullish right now on now being a pretty great time to to buy um, in terms of, you know, being able to, you know, actually go see the place maybe or do a little bit more due diligence uh, before, you know, just slinging an offer out that's way over ask, right? Um, and so. Um, um, I, I think that, you know, the times have changed, you know, maybe bookings are, are down a little bit, but I haven't seen the bookings going that far down, right? Like I see properties that have, you know, several years of rental history coming through and their 2022 year to date numbers, probably a little bit lower than their 2021, you know, um, same time frame number, but 
it's not significantly lower. It's not to the point where, you know, you're taking a bath and all of a sudden, like you're just having to cover all of the expenses for your your property, right? A lot of the properties I see are still pulling a profit in this year. Um, we're seeing the economy go into a point where, you know, yeah, it's, it's down a little bit, but a lot of the properties are still making pretty solid money. And we're getting to a point where it's much more attractive to be a buyer in the property. Obviously, interest rates are getting, you know, a little bit more challenging, um, but I'm still seeing properties that could cash flow and make, you know, pretty sizable amounts of money. That's awesome. So say a buyer finds a property that cash flows just nice and they want it, they buy yep. it, right? Do you see more of these buyers going towards like property managers, like large ones like Picasa, yep. or do you see more of them trying to do it on their own to save money? Yeah. So I say that, you know, I've actually surveyed my list on this along with a couple of other things. 75% or so of my list um, self-manages or prefers to self-manage. So that's another thing that's actually, you know, kind of surprised me. You know, when I started this business, I was expecting most of the people who, you know, subscribed or signed up would be interested in, you know, just getting started for the first time. Like, how do I buy a, a you know, an Airbnb or a short-term rental? And that's actually not the case. What I found is that a majority of the people on the list actually already own a short-term rental and are just looking to expand, right? It's kind of, you know, addicting once you get, you know, one or two and you start to see success with it, um, you know, you you just want to get more. So a lot of people are already going and yeah, a, um, a majority of my list also um, is pro kind of self-management, um, you know, doing it yourself for the most part. I love it. And for our listeners, um, for an action item, I wanted to ask you this question because I always have it. Yeah. Like say someone buys a property that has existing bookings. In practice, I've seen so much crazy stuff where like someone buys a property from someone else with existing bookings and then all the bookings just like it canceled or they didn't pay the taxes or something funky yeah. went on. And then the one who bought it is like, what do I do? Do you see a lot of that? Or is that just like just one-off kind of stuff that happens when like an, an existing Airbnb changes hands with existing bookings. How do they like move the bookings the smart way? Do they give them the account or do they, yep. how do you usually, I know it's a, like, it's a more complicated question to answer, but how do you usually see that done? Yeah, absolutely. That's like the the million dollar question. It's like, why doesn't Airbnb just let you transfer a listing to someone else? Right. Um, you could you could make an argument that you know the a lot of the reviews were meant for the host. And so if they transfer it to someone else, a lot of those reviews are unapplicable. So that's like part of the reason that I've heard that Airbnb doesn't allow you to do that. Um, but it is kind of frustrating. It'd be nice to be able to just go ahead and transfer your listing on to the new owner. Um, I have seen it done a couple of ways. Um, the, the easiest way and the, the most you know, fortunate way is that a lot of properties um, do use property management, right? Like just because a lot of people on my list don't, um, a lot of properties that are for sale or out there are using property managers. And if you keep the same property manager and they own the listing, it's a lot easier for that transfer to happen, right? So um, in my parents' example, when they bought their lake house, they kept the property manager on um, you know, that was being used, that was using it before. So the same listing just applied. They just removed the, um, you know, owner account and updated the new owner account for my parents. But the listing was still managed by the same management company that allowed uh, it to be a very seamless transaction. 
There are a couple of other ways um, that you can do it as well. Uh, if you are self-managing, some people try to keep a separate account for each entity, particularly if they're planning to sell it. Um, you know, if obviously, you know, like if you had five Airbnbs under your Airbnb account, this wouldn't really work, right? So you, if you had a separate account for each one of those five Airbnbs, you can just transfer over the account. Um, to be honest, I'm, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not sure how that yeah. applies to no, the but uh, service. But yeah, that's what I have seen done a couple of times as well. Got it. it yeah, when I've seen it done, it was super informal in every single case. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I totally get how that works. It's just really nice to have an answer. And you're super knowledgeable about it because um, there's a lot of people like looking this up, trying to find guidance on it. And like, yep. it's just hard to find a good answer. And your answer is really great. Um, exactly. if, if people want to find out more about BNB Buyer or more about you, Alex, um, yeah. how, how can they connect with you? Yeah, I mean the the best place to to um, you know learn more about BNB Buyer or sign up is bnbbuyer.com. Um, so you can sign up for free. You can also list your property for free. So if you want to just go ahead and get started, um, you know, receiving these emails, seeing more properties that are for sale across the country, um, you can do that by going to bnbbuyer.com and signing up. And uh, you know, if you're interested in potentially selling your short-term rental, it's super non-committal. You know, if you just want to see, you know, what the market's like, what people would say. All you have to do is provide me with a little bit of information and I'll share it out to my list and you can see you know, if people are interested in it. Um, you can do that as well by going to bnbbuyer.com um, and then clicking the list my property button. Um, and then you know, if for whatever reason they're interested in learning more about me, uh, you know, Twitter is probably the best place to keep up with me uh, and you know, all my, uh, my business antics. Uh, my Twitter handle <laughs> is uh, AlexBreen7. Okay. Well, I'll definitely connect with you in there, Alex. Yeah, and, sure. Um, Anyone who wants to find out about BNB Buyer, go to bnbbuyer.com. I know we said it over and over, but check it <laughs> out because I know that when you focus on a niche, like how BNB Buyer focuses on short-term rentals, it's, it's way better selling a home. It's way better buying an investment property. It's just overall better. So check it out. Um, and thanks so much, Alex, for taking the time out to spend with us, all of our listeners. Uh, we thank you so much for you know, taking the time out of your day to do this. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Vacation Rental and Airbnb Mastery. Please check out our mini series this week on pricing. Pricing hacks you need to grow your vacation rental business. We have seven episodes all chock full of information that you can use to level up your vacation rental game. We're going to talk about things like minimum nice stays, about how you should price during different seasons, um, how to get your best base rate, and more and more and more. So please check it out um, and subscribe to our show by going to vacationhomehelp.com slash podcast. All of our subscribers get exclusive resources, things like uh, templates to do comparable analysis, free template rental agreements, uh, free template welcome books, and much, much more. So please subscribe. It supports us a lot. And every Everyone have a great day. Take care. If you need a new Airbnb cleaning service, please check out vacationhomehelp.com. We match high-performing cleaners to high-performing hosts just like you. So go to vacationhomehelp.com and mention podcasts and receive $50 off your first service.